This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we call it a celebratory Tuesday as the devils are moving on. And to break it all down, I give you the NHL guru himself. Eddie Scazzeri. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? Uh, I can't break that down for you, but nah, I do have a, here. But I do have another article that uh, I haven't read, but I'm basing this would be an interesting article based on the headline alone, and I'm hoping the headline doesn't lead me in a misdirection. All right. Let's see if I'm interested. All right. The headline is, woman has, quote, loud and full body orgasm during L.A. Philharmonic concert. We've seen these stories before. We have. We have. I don't recall. Not about the Philharmonic, but specific, not specific, um, unique women that can have an orgasm or have orgasms or have multiple orgasms a day, sometimes on the bus going to work, at work. We've covered stories like this before. Yes. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due. This uh, story was in a lot of places, but I'm reading from uh, the New York Post. A woman, I believe a woman, or Yaren. Would you say Yaren is a woman's name or a a male's name? I'm not sure. I would think that's a female. But Yaren Steinberg or Steinbuck. Yaren Steinbuck wrote this. All right. So those are whose words I'll be using here. Okay. So this is on your read list. Is on my read list, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the ground really moved for one woman during the second movement of the L- L.A. Philharmonic's performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony mm. when she experienced a loud and full-body orgasm. Several concertgoers described the woman's uh, climactic moment from the balcony at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Everyone turned to see what was happening, Molly Grant said. She was sitting nearby. I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her, like in an effort to not shame her. There's audio of this. It was quite beautiful, one person said. Oh, is that right, Jerry? An audio clip purporting to capture the woman's moment of ecstasy has gone viral. Do you have it to play out over your phone, Jerry? I do. Interesting. Let's see. The band politely carried on, according to this article. Did you hear that? No. Try that. Put it. 
Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm sometimes moved by music, but this is something else, Jerry. <laughs> wow. Some on social media, Jerry, expressed their doubts with one who was present, present suggesting that the woman had a medical emergency. Oh, no. No, no, no. Hmm. That's not good. No. But how can everybody else come up with the conclusion that she had an everybody's orgasm? everybody's perverted. Yeah. Well, I think she had the orgasm. She might have. We don't know. We got to hear from her. Not uh, that, but you know how embarrassing that's got to be for her. Yeah. You know, I, I, is there a photograph of her in the article? Uh, there is not. All right, good. A uh, classical penist, uh, Sharon Sue, added in a tweet that she checked with someone who works at the L.A. Philharmonica, and they confirmed that the incident was real and that the orchestra did not stop playing. Why do you think we call it penis and not a pianist? I don't know. It sounds like penis. It does. I know. You should say pianist. Yes. It's a piano. It's not a right. pino. <laughs> right. I don't play the pino, Jerry. At least not Monday through Friday. No, I do not. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I guess, I guess that's possible that that's, uh, that happens. Like I said, we've, we've covered stories like yeah. this before. With uncontrollable orgasms. Yes. And you feel for the pizza. Ha, 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 ha. It's not funny, though. Like, it's, and I don't, in this case, I don't know if this has happened to her before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the music really turned her on. I don't know if she had a vibrator in her pants. I have no idea what was going on. Maybe she went because she knew the orchestra would give her an orgasm. It's possible. Like, I, I welled up and almost cried doing Bruce Springsteen, but I didn't get a boner. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I don't actually know. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not sure if yeah. I know of anyone that's gotten a boner watching music. This, well, this I mean, woman. porn music, but not like a live concert right. with thousands of people there. I wonder if an or- a woman has ever orgasmed at a rock concert. I'm sure they have. Just from the music, I'm, I'm sure not saying. Have. I mean, if, from... that's, if that happened and that's real, then yeah. It, there's, yeah, I mean, that shows proof that things like this do happen. Oh, it's real, Jerry. Yeah. Hmm. Think she goes to sleep listening to that music? Yes. Like, why wouldn't you? I would. I'd have it on in the car all the time. So going, fact, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We Sorry. don't need sound effects. <laughs> Good God. Yep. You're 53. <laughs> true or false, Jerry? There's a true or for, false for you. True or false? Earlier today, I emailed Bruce Springsteen's security. Clearly, this is true. True or false, Jerry? Earlier today, I emailed Bruce Springsteen's security person who I met at the concert. Okay. T- to ask him what brand jeans Bruce Springsteen was. Oh, you, I mean, what's wrong with true you? True or false? Yeah, I must ask it's, if it's clearly a... true. That is true. Of course it's true. You wouldn't just make that one up. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you re- When you lock in on something, <laughs> it's actually embarrassing. Yep. Oh, my God. That was an email that was sent and was responded to. Was that between the hours of 6 and 10? Uh, I actually sent it during a commercial break of the warm-up show. Oh, okay. So I didn't want to forget. All right. Well, God forbid I forgot to do that, Jerry. post-it note with you? Uh, I did. Man. The guy told funny. me. Uh, he gave you an answer. Well, he said, shockingly, Jerry, not sure, but I'll see if I could ask someone. He's going to sniff around. <laughs> and then I wrote back. I said, they look so comfortable for the summer. He, I would love to know his reaction when yeah. he read that. Like, is this guy serious? I think he knows he's aware of the show, so I oh think he knows Lord. I am serious. Yeah, I guess. And I don't think was surprised by my request. Okay. I actually hope he answers me. You going to next send him a, an email about seed oils? <laughs> uh, this is a personal question. What type of underpants does Mr. Springsteen All wear? All right. 
I'm just curious. Yep. So that happened today, Jerry. Mac Weldon. He wears Mac Weldons. <laughs> and he does his shopping a touch of modern. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely, Jerry. Great products that you order today and get next year. <laughs> yep, you'll get them next year. <laughs> they are great products, though. True or false, Jerry? Oh, God. Now what did you do? Yesterday, I looked for an email for 1010 Wins because I wanted to contact them um, anonymously about a story they, they read. Clearly true. <laughs> also true. What story? Well, I just didn't like. Why don't you just call? Why don't you just email well, Ben? I didn't want to. I don't. It could be seen as political, and I didn't want to be confrontational. Okay. I was. I, I popped on Tenton Winds on my ride home. This had to be around eleven thirty-five. Okay. There was a gentleman doing the news. I didn't know mm-hmm. who. I don't know who he is, but he uh, he was doing the news. This wasn't like an editorial piece, mm-hmm. and he did some sort of story about. Uh, it was an LGBTQ type story. Okay. And he referenced the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Which is not a thing. It was a bill in Florida that they wanted to pass that would did not want uh, public school teachers teaching children from kindergarten to third grade about sexual orientation. That's all it was. But it was called by critics the Don't Say Gay Bill, even though that's not what it was. But he referenced it as if that was the actual bill. And I didn't think that was right. So I don't know why you wouldn't put your name to that. Uh, I don't know, Confrontational Jerry. in what way? Like you're trying to make them be factual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Ben would, I'm mean, Ben's great. Yeah. I would think if you brought that to his attention, he'd look into it. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, I went to the website. And shockingly, it was confusing. Really, to find all you out. have to do from your email address is just. Put his name in. But I wanted right up. I wanted to send it. I know it you wanted to hide from my fake email account. No, no, I wanted you to send it from your work one. You should. Like you got a lot of clout around here. Yeah, I didn't want to be. It's the problem is everything's political, and like that looks political because like the the people on the left call it the "Don't Say Gay" bill, and the people on the right say, "Well, it doesn't say that." But if that's not what it is, yeah, it's not what it is. Isn't that right down the middle? <laughs> no, because you not if you say that's not what it is, that's the considered uh, the right wing conservative side. Even though, if I Google that, yeah, does that come come up as a bill? It comes up. No, it comes up. It's the headlines go the so called "Don't Say Gay" bill right, because so that's, that's not, not what, it is. what it is. Correct. This, uh, to me, that's actually not political. Okay, that's actually staying impartial. Yeah. I feel like now it's a day later. It's like now the story's it's done. Now. Story's over. It's over. But if you keep listening to 1010 Wins, I'm sure it'll come up again because yeah. they cover everything. They do cover everything. I wouldn't it, be surprised. But you, I don't like that you didn't want to put your name to yeah. that one. Put your name on it. That's like, I'm not going to mention names. Yeah. But that's like back in the day when someone comes to you and tells you to do something and they tell you, but don't tell anyone I told you to do that. Mm. It's like, so clearly you're ashamed of what you're telling me right. to do or what you're telling me to accept. You don't want anyone to know. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. It's all it's right. It's like what Herm Edwards said. Put your name on it. Put your name on it. Be a man uh, or right. a woman. Put your name on it. Yeah. Have resolve. Have resolve. Here's what I do like about 1010 Wins. You know, like radio. They give you, you give them 22 minutes, they give you the world. The whole world. <laughs> radio has decided, for whatever reason, that we all go to commercial breaks at 
at 50 pat. You cannot turn on a radio. I know. They're all very similar. At between 45 after the hour to 50 without yeah. running into commercials. Mm-hmm. But 10, Unless 10, you're listening to Carton and Roberts. They don't take breaks. They don't do breaks at all. <laughs> okay, They just plow right through they them. They do plow through them. But 1010 Wins is one of these stations that they'll do like a story, a minute of commercial mm-hmm. back. I like the way it's formatted. Yeah. It moves. It moves very quickly, and they don't they don't take a, they don't take a, a break per se. It's like a minute. Yep. Weather, traffic, a minute. Here's the top headlines. A minute. There's sports. Well, not sports anymore, but yes, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, just like I can always count on ten ten wins mm-hmm. to not be in commercial for too at long that to- at, at that specific time right. for whatever reason. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I kept fi- keep finding myself getting into the car at forty five or fifty. And, and all you like, hear is oh. commercials. I know. I totally understand. Yeah. That's why my idea for a show is the right one. Mm-hmm. All commercials read live, except for four per hour. That's it. That's it. Don't make the don't give the audience a chance to go anywhere. They like you. They're going to stick around. But in some ways, it's good because if all of the stations are in commercial, you'll wind up back where you were. If I were like a rebel station, I would not be in break at right. that time. Right. Because even like when I'm down to Jersey Shore, even the local Jersey Shore stations follow the same. Because it's that old sweep the quarter hour mentality. Yeah. You got to trust me. I, I'm i aware if you get those program directors that do it by the book. Right. And they have the hard clock. It's, uh, yes, I, I understand. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Are you aware that there is currently right now a Hollywood writer's strike. Uh, I wasn't until I saw the tweet that you posted right after it. Oh, what will we ever do? <laughs> yes. That the uh, the four late night shows that I didn't even know were still on um, are going to be off for a little while while this writer's strike ends. Yes. How about this? A, How about they write their own stuff? <laughs> there's a writer's strike in Hollywood and the late night talk shows are off now, Like, Jerry. for real. Like, you're Jimmy Fallon. You're making $40 million a year. Write your own show. Well, first of all, you write a monologue, then you're just talking to guests. I, Bring more guests on. I, <laughs> you, you, I don't get it. You're preaching to the choir. There was a time in the, I believe it was, it was during the late night Letterman on NBC days where there was also a writer strike. Mm-hmm. And Letterman went out. All the shows went out for a long time. Carson, I think, was still Carson. And then at some point it was going on and on. They just came back. And... Just did the show. He did his. He wrote his own stuff and did other fun things yeah. to kill time. He actually, I remember, he used to do a thing called uh, Hal Gurney was their uh, director. Mm-hmm. He did the Hal Gurney Network Time Killer, and, <laughs> and every day he would say, "How? Uh, what are you wearing today?" And the guy wore the same thing every day: <laughs> blue sh- uh, white shirt. Uh, blue, was it blue shirt? Tan jean, tan jean, tan jeans, and some type of loafers. Mm-hmm. It was the same every day. And it was the same bit. And he'd ask every day, oh, "What do you got on today?" To go oh, today, I'm wearing it. <laughs> it was the same outfit every day. Yeah, it's really, and I guess it's a Hollywood thing. But some of these, some people, some performers are so coddled. It to me is embarrassing. 
Yeah. It's very equivalent, honestly, to me, to the $50 million a year athlete that needs rest days. Yes. Go earn your money. If you're making them, like, for real, how much do you think Jimmy Fallon makes doing that show? I don't even know. I, I'm I'm saying forty million dollars a year. That, you know, I really so don't funny. Know. That was the figure in my head. I don't know why. How much? Twenty. I had forty as you did. Let's see. Jimmy Fallon's that salary insane. And, I, you're not kidding. Uh, not nearly as much as we thought. Oh, okay. Uh, this is says, he rubbing two nickels together, Jerry? Jimmy Kimmel makes. Wow! Holy crap! Jimmy Kimmel's current contract is worth eighty-five million dollars. Twenty-four million per year. Uh, give me a break. You're going to tell me you can't go write something, right? I mean, come earn your money, or just have one e- book, one extra guest. It says Fallon makes in 2020. Let's see, he got locked up in 2021 through 2026 at 16 million a year. So a he bargain, got himself, Jerry. Right, they he got, got himself got a- an 80 million dollar deal too. Man. It's, it's, man, oh man! Oh, but the writers are on strike. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Ah, uh, we can't do this. Well, th- then you'll also hear them say, "It's not that we can't write our own stuff. We're in solidarity with the writers by not performing." I think that's the angle they're going with, even okay. though the reality is they can't write their own stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many writers do they have? You, uh, you got networks Tons. firing people all over the place. I bet you these. I bet you there's a, an army of writers for this crap, and they're all making good money. I used to think think about that all the time when I worked for Ron and Fez, because Ron and Fez was like a very creative mm-hmm. um, show. Mm-hmm. It came up with different. Not only it wasn't just different topics; it was weird angles of things. Right. And, and you know where you know WF fan. It's a lot of we have a sports as the back. Yeah. Backbone. Yeah. 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 You know that NAW had no nothing as their backbone so you had 100 percent creativity and i used to think all the time when we were trying to we were doing four hours a night i was like these jerks at saturday night live got all these writers and they're doing 90 minutes and it's really not great not even good time yeah what is going on yeah so get it together light night shows go do your stupid donald trump jokes and political joke. I hate. They're all political jokes now. So, 100%. so stupid. I, I actually think that's been like that for a long time. Yeah. Now. I just think it's a little more now because we're so polarized now in this country. I actually think what happened. I, I believe this is documented that uh, when Jimmy Fallon was soundly beating uh, the CBS guy, what's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, not Letterman. No, it was the guy who took over after Letterman. I can't. Whatever. I can't. I why no can idea. I not think of his name? Who took over for Letterman? I don't know. The guy who used to do the the fake political show on Comedy Central, Stephen Steve Colbert. Colbert. So Jimmy Fallon was doing no politics, and that that was his own policy. He wasn't doing any political jokes. He was just doing jokes, the pop culture jokes, all this stuff. And then during the Donald Trump administration, Stephen Colbert just was hammering Trump every night, and overtook him in the ratings. And then Jimmy Fallon was like, "I gotta do some Trump material to try to even it up," and that's when it. And he took off again. Blew up, yeah. How about that? But I remember, like, Carson used to do jokes about Reagan and yes. things. But it wasn't... It wasn't as bad, and it, it wasn't, wasn't as, as much. Bad, yeah. But they did it. They did, yeah. Yeah, no, they did it. It's just, it's different now. It's, you know, it's whatever the easy target is. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. 
True or false, Jerry? Oh, God. Now what did you do? I signed up for the Pam Anderson newsletter. That's How much does that cost? No, no, it's free. You just have to give her your email. I was Why? so I was so caught up in the Pam Anderson documentary on Netflix. Yes, and I, I like, was too for a while. I felt like she had a great perspective on life. Yes. So when I saw that she had a newsletter she would send out to people. I, I think I started following her on Instagram at the time and she said, I was like, I'll sign up for this newsletter. And you wonder why you get feeds on Instagram of girls in bikinis all the time. <laughs> so what is, uh, have you started receiving it? I just got my first one yesterday. <clears throat> and it, it made me think she's kind of living the life I'm living. Oh, she, oh, she doesn't have a dog. And she's in Canada. And she's in Canada. This is how it, this is the title of her letter. The Gift of Boredom. Yeah. To be bored is a good thing, a gift. It challenges us to sit still and wonder. Mm -hmm. The mysterious is romantic. To not know what's next, test the ego. Just, but before we continue mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to Pam Anderson. Yes. Just to be clear, she's been married six times. She married a rock star, has been in Playboy several times. Mm -hmm. has been worth millions upon millions of dollars, mm -hmm. has had private jets, has been on countless trips to the Caribbean and overseas, and is a global superstar. Yeah, because of that Baywatch. And now you compare yourself to her. Correct. <laughs> uh-huh. Continue, how about, please. How about this line, Jerry? I run my fingers over a few keys on the old upright piano. It has energy. Yeah, that must sound great. That's what I do. Let it breathe, sing, speak, even if one note. It sets the tone. That's what I do with my piano, Jerry. I'm bored, too. Well, why don't you? She's looking for a new man every 10 <laughs> minutes. Why don't you reach out? Oh, I'm taking Jerry. She might marry, she might marry you online. <laughs> she does get married quickly. She does get married quickly. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm just saying, like, this is just one of the... One of the uh, things in the newsletter, one other thing that she does that I that I do as well, the disco nap, as she calls it. Or she said, Salvador Dali and Thomas Edison used, sitting upright in a chair, dozing off, holding a ball in hand, and when it drops, they wake up, sometimes with the answer to a question or an epiphany. There was so much to learn about the brain, dreams, and the space between awake and the dream world. There you go. So to, I do after Do you lunch. hold your testicles thinking nuts, 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 seed oil, seed oil, seed oil? I do not hold my <laughs> testicles, Jerry, but I may try this trick. Doze off, drop the ball. There you go. Have a thought about life. So if you want to sign up for this I Pam don't. Anderson thing, Jerry, you could just go right on her website, I guess. Yeah, I'm good. I, listen, I'm, I was into that documentary. I feel genuinely sad for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she has a good rest of her life. Yeah. I would consider myself a fan, but I think I'm going to pass on the newsletter. All right, let me just leave you with this part. Yeah, okay. There are always distractions, but in those moments that are queasily quiet, it is where we can listen to our own heartbeat, imperative to growth and to sanity. Tomorrow is a new day. Be kind with oneself. We can always do better without judgment. Agreed. To be happy or sad is normal. And fleeting. Agreed. It's also chemically, chemical imbalances in your body. Yeah. That can cause sadness and depression. 
overexcitement. I also think too, while I like the idea of spending, and I drive home a um, drive home in silence a lot, as you know. Yes, because I do like the idea of just decompressing and can also overthink. Oh yeah, and overthinking is a dangerous thing sometimes, and it's unnecessary. So just be careful of that. I remember Artie Lang on the Howard Stern show um, has brought this up a number of times during his rough times. Mm-hmm. He had many of them over the years. Yeah. He, he said, a man alone with his thoughts sometimes is not good. Sometimes dangerous. Sometimes dangerous. It very much can be. And you can really overthink a situation to a fault. Yes. You know, and, and I, I do believe in a gut feeling for certain things, but certain things you can also create a feeling that's not really there. Right. By overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you see things that aren't there because your mind can can create scenarios and images that don't exist. And it's dangerous. Yeah. That's why you keep moving. Keep Gotta moving. Keep moving, Jerry. Until your heart start, stops beating. Until we're moving no more. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know how often I'm going to get a newsletter from Pam Anderson. I was once a week. Once a week? Yeah, because I get the sense that, and I'm like, not making fun of that at all. I'm just not interested. I get the sense that she's got a lot of time to think and mm-hmm. write. Yeah. So my guess would, if she's still living in that house in Canada that she was in the documentary, it seems very peaceful, quiet, and she can be alone in her thoughts and all that. I would think that you will get one once a week. I hope so. You can pour her heart out into you. Yeah. That was lovely. I yeah. wish there were a way for me to write her back, Jerry. You can write her back. I'm sure on the website. She's I mean, not going to see you, that. And don't be a, and don't hide behind a fake email account. Okay. Be Albert Dukes. Not my fake the name next that I use. Mrs. Pamela Anderson or Mr. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Pamela Anderson Dukes. Hmm. <laughs> Say that a few times, Pamela Anderson. You just called her Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, if I get married and when divorced, I probably get some sort of uh, severance of some sort, like right, like an alimony. I don't know about that. You have a full time job. <laughs> you would be looked as a gold digger. <laughs> I think. Now I ain't saying I'm a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure that one works. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, Jerry. I get- I guess it works different for men. <laughs> I guess the world is run different for men. Yeah, in some cases, yes. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll All be right. back here tomorrow. It's a uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. This will be after Nick's Heat Game 2. You know Jerry and I are going to break down the dribble-dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Will you watch any of this tonight? I probably won't see any of it. Yeah, I didn't think so. To be honest with you. Does this start at 8 o'clock? Uh, no, I believe it's a 7.30 7.30? Start. 7.30 start. All right, Jerry, we'll see you tomorrow on a Wednesday. Soup.